Hi, Dawn. Hi, Rich. What night is it? It's Date Night Chronicles. Another Date Night Chronicles. I'm so excited. And we're pouring some cider here, right? We sure are. I can't wait to taste, test, enjoy this cider with you. Me too. While we were doing our tasting notes and everything else, I had turned off our recording. But what was the first thing you said when you nosed this or tasted this? I think I was like, wow. You were wow. (laughs) I'm like, I wish I hadn't stopped the recording for a wow. Now, the background to what we're tasting tonight, this is from OK Cider. And this is, they're from Oklahoma City. OK Cider is Oklahoma's only local cidery, offering a great tasting drink with a great atmosphere. Our tap room is in the heart of downtown and embodies all the best things of Oklahoma. Great times with even better people. Their vision is to provide a cider drinking experience similar to a beer for those who want a gluten-free beverage or want a lighter-bodied drink. Beer-inspired means ciders that are made in the differing styles of beer using beer yeast, beer fermentation profiles, hops, fruit, and other adjuncts. Our ciders are not overly sweet or candy-like. Come in today and experience Oklahoma's best-tasting cider. Now, we met Luke and Tim, the owners of OK Cider Company, at a tasting while we were down in Richmond, Virginia, and they were kind enough to share this bottle. And... I, you know, thank you so much. Just because we receive something in no way, shape, or form taints our impression, and we're going to give an honest review, right? Absolutely. Well, wow, starts off with a good, honest review. So let me ask you, um, this is, uh, there's there's a backstory to this, and there's a gentleman on the front of this. His name is Tom. This is on the bottle. This is called Party Pick. It's a New England hopped hard cider. It's 8.4% ABV. Who did you think that looked like? <laughs> George Costanza. And I thought it looked like <laughs> Hal Roker. So neither of us were right. It's Tom. And, uh, you know, one of the things they say about this is enjoy with friends. I think we're going to enjoy drinking this together, friend. Yes. Through the whole podcast. Mm-hmm. And this is pretty hefty. This is a 22 fluid ounce <laughs> bottle. So we have a lot of work ahead of us, but this is very enjoyable. A portion of proceeds from the sale of Party Pick will be donated to Regional Food Bank of Oklahoma in memory of Tom Chalice. So this is in memory of Tom Chalice. Well, God, I I think if this is an example of Tom, Tom lived a good life because this is a – I'm going to say it's great cider right off the bat. I love this. It it was delicious. And I can preface this by saying you and I, not – IPA fans, mm-hmm. but we loved hop cider. Yes. And this was a thank you. Thank you so much to Luke and to Tim. So that's um, Luke Hadzel and Tim King. And again, they're the owners of OK Cider Company. So give me your impressions of this cider. Oh, so. Oh, yes. Oh, look, it's time. Yes. <laughs> um, so on the nose, I could immediately smell grapefruit. And citrus and, like, light hops is what I picked up for the nose. For the taste, it was kind of the same things. First, it was sour. Like, I could taste how sour it was. And my first sip, I also noticed that there was a more, like, a dry finish at the end. There was some carbonation, light hops, and, again, citrus and grapefruits what I picked up. I wish those listening to the podcast right now could see my face. 
Because this is probably the most I've picked up on something. <laughs> right. You always say, I, I don't know. It smells like cider. It tastes yeah. like cider. Don't have too much in the tasting notes. Now, part of our experience is we've just come back from CiderCon 2022 in Richmond, Virginia. One of the classes that you and I took and got to experience was a cider taking class. Mm -hmm. And I think from our experience, for both of us, it really has helped our ability to taste, understand cider better, pull out tasting notes and things. So we're going to do a total review on CiderCon, but my big, my big smiley face right now <laughs> is you are so awesome now that you're picking things out that you weren't articulating before. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I can tell you, you know, from, from the looks of this, it's cloudy, which I like. It's got this amber color to it, like um, like wheat waving in the grain. It's it's just a beautiful color to it, and there's some nice lacing as you you know allow it to maneuver around our American Cider Association tasting glass from CiderCon. <laughs> we so so again the nose. I got wow. I got the same thing. Mm -hmm. The nose. I'm just doing this now. This is something that's so delightful, and I could I could nose this just for the remainder of the evening. I got citrus, I got orange, hoppy, grapefruit. I got a little clay and some mineral on the nose. But one of the things that I kept thinking to myself is, it's it's there's so faint of an essence of apple. I didn't pick up a lot of apple yeah, on the nose. Either. That's because I didn't say orange, but I had thought orange at one point. But, but now, yeah, apple now. And I think a lot of this goes back to we took that yeast class. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of the principles as to what they're doing with the brewer's yeast, the yeast that they're using in fermentation, I think brings out a lot of these the notes on the nose. Mm -hmm. This is not one of those where you're going to get a heavy presence of apple forward on the nose. On the palate, I got sour apple. I got flowers. I got grapefruit. There was acid in the taste. That was in the front. Citrus, dry, tannic on the finish. There was a slight bitterness. And yeah. as you and I both tested, you and I are very susceptible to bitterness. Bitter. Yep, and I noticed the bitter too as we, well. We yeah. don't like bitter. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why I think the IPAs are not what we gravitate towards. Right. But for this, the bitterness was welcome. Oh, it was good. It yeah. was perfect. It was a perfect balance of the acid, the bitterness, the um, citrus notes to this cider and then what I got as I just let it rest after drinking it as it just kind of washed over and allowing this just to to be a complete cider I got that essence of apple that, mm. that lingered on on my taste buds so those in Oklahoma you have a wonderful cidery to go visit and we give this you know I, I would buy this all day Absolutely. I, I, I think this is one of those that if they ship outside of Oklahoma to where we live in Pennsylvania, I would certainly keep the refrigerator stocked with this, right? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> All right. We've returned from Richmond, Virginia, CiderCon. And CiderCon was gracious to allow us to join in their festivities. This was our first CiderCon, our first real convention of any kind that we did in terms of any of these organizations and groups. And I want to talk about our impressions, our experience. And, and you know, we, we haven't really come together and, and talked about how we felt overall after the last couple of days. That's true. We haven't. 
I I actually really enjoyed the, the whole event. There was a great crowd. I mean, there was a lot of people there, which was nice. Um, over, I think it was over 2,000, maybe 2,300. Yeah, yeah. We're still supposed to get some uh, additional information in a place, you know, where, you know, COVID or, you know, people being very concerned about mm-hmm. COVID. That's something that we, we were able to see such a nice crowd. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, we got to try some amazing ciders. I mean, things that, you know, like ice cider. I mean, I've never remember ever coming across that before. And that was phenomenal. Got to learn a lot through all these courses that we took, you know, that, you know, some of them we were able to, to be part of and not only, you know, do our media, but actually sit there and taste, learn more about our palates, which was awesome, and see some old friends and, you know, that we've, we know in the distillery world, but don't get a chance to hang out with a lot and met a lot of new great friends. So, I mean, it was a great time. The event started for us on Wednesday night and they do a bottle share. And basically, it was, I would say, what? Do you think there was at least 40 cideries in the room? Uh, probably, yeah. We didn't get to all of them. No. And we had basically an hour. And even just initially, some of those conversations. And we were being introduced to cideries, number one, obviously, we had never heard of. Right. Number two, in locations that we have not been. Lots of cideries from Washington State, Oregon, the western part of the country, but even cideries that are down in Florida and local cideries to Virginia that were producing amazing cider. I don't think we had one that we said, you know, everything was everything was good, but there were some that stood out. Yes. That ice cider, I still think was great. There were certainly a number of barrel-aged ciders, and it was great to experience the different varietals of apples yes. that people really are – I think where the cider industry has taken on a new level, obviously it being Virginia, the conversation was a lot of these heirloom apples, Mm -hmm. a lot of these uh, apples that are not necessarily or have not necessarily been used for cider production that are making their way into cider. It was certainly overwhelming for our senses because there was so much we wanted to try and so many conversations. One of the things that stood out at, that we talked about, you know, part of the way on the ride home was how many people attended that don't yet own cideries that are still yes. in the um, infancy starting, stage. Yeah. People that still don't have freestanding buildings and have never produced cider before that were there to gain information, to gain knowledge, to gain experience, to kind of figure out that whole business plan by taking a lot of these classes meet people that are already doing it and building relationships. Yeah, I think that was a great place for them to be able to go to get so much great information from people and and support. So after the cider share, we we certainly made our way out into Richmond. We got some tacos because we Mm. needed to fill our stomach. Soul Taco. Oh, wow. Probably one of the top top place ever. (laughs) What was that? It was um, oxtail tacos. Oh, they were great. Everything they made was amazing. The next day was the keynote. And from there, it kind of set the stage for CiderCon. The most important thing that resonated and keeps resonating from that was the history part. Mm-hmm. That it, The keynote talked about that the cider producers are 
putting history in a bottle. And we get to drink history. And I think that was something that from our conversations with people as well, how people really treated the apples, the orchards, the products that were going into the bottle, and they recognized that there's a history to that. Our first class that morning, which was one of the ones that we were excited to take right off the bat, was with Tiffany Barrieri or Barrieri. <laughs> Tiffany is she's amazing. She's phenomenal. Yeah. And basically what she taught what she taught us to do was 400 years of American alcohol, cider, history, cocktails, and more. We got an amazing sense of history of cocktails. People that she introduced us to that I have never heard of and are unfortunately not being discussed and talked about, especially their impact as African-Americans in the cider world. And I was really glad that she brought those people to the forefront and introduced those people to us. Yeah, absolutely. Now she's, and I don't have my notes in front of me, so I, I apologize. Tiffany will do more in-depth discussion in our blog post on our website. With that, Tiffany owns a cocktail bar at the Atlanta International Airport, if I recall, and it was named number one cocktail bar in America, and she knows her cocktails. She absolutely does, and she made a couple of really good ones when we were there. Phenomenal cocktails, yeah. and great personality, oh new God, friend, personality. new friend of Fermented Adventure, so that, that kind of set the next part of the day. And then we kind of wandered in and out of the trade show. We got a chance to meet Pat with Northeast Barrel Company, and they're local. They're not too far from us, and we're hoping to have them as a guest on the podcast. Wow, the conversation we had about barrels and him sourcing and mm. the barrels that these cider makers are now able to use and incorporate in their cider making as a resource, yeah. this only helps the cider industry get better. It really does. The last two classes we took the first day, we got to try a number of ciders from Michigan. For that, it was really great to try. I, I kind of liken this. You and I talked about this. I compared it to how, you know, you've got, you know, Napa wines. You've got Washington State ciders. You've got all these, you know, the provenance, the terroir, the, you know, the climate. And, and they're producing unique ciders to that Michigan area. And they called it Top of the Mitten, High Latitude Ciders from Northern Michigan. And they were really interesting. They were really unique, flavorful, lots of character. And that was fun because we tasted them side by side from what we talked about. This helped us get better at tasting. This helped us get better at appreciating those ciders. Yeah, and, and learning about different types of apples and what they taste like and, and, and the ciders was very educational as well. After that, our next class was yeast-derived characteristics, hands-on blending. That, to me, helped my palate so much mm -hmm. by learning and understanding how yeast plays such an important role in not only the fermentation but the flavor profile of ciders. So that was perfect. That was amazing. That was amazing class. And just being able to get everybody's feedback on how they picked up on certain things was really phenomenal too. I don't want to forget lunch at Pearly's. Oh no. 
I was really good. <laughs> Lunch at Pearlie's. Look, we loved also exploring Richmond, but Pearlie's is a Jewish delicatessen, and I had the duck pierogies, which I would say is probably one of the in, – in the top ten of things I've eaten maybe in my entire life. And I've eaten a lot of stuff, and I, I give them high praise because that was really delicious. Well, and, and then we went to Mama Jay's for lunch the yeah, next day. The next day yeah. <laughs> really delicious too. Well, it wouldn't be a fermented adventure if we weren't trying and getting the full flavor of, we, we of the area, to, absolutely. right? <laughs> They're twisting our arms, aren't they? <laughs> day two, we started the day with southern cider apples, complex flavor in a changing climate. So we really got to experience some apple ciders, and I think one was from Kentucky. One was from Virginia, and I honestly forget where the other cidery was. That'll be a full detail when yeah. we do our blog post. But it was unique to see, even again, while they are ciders from the South, how they are bringing their own personality and contrast to the cider they're making from different states, different soils, different climates. Yep. That was really cool. The afternoon class, we did palate training, and except for the history class, the, the cocktail class we took with Tiffany, to me, this was the most impactful. And I think we learned, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Even, even as you're presenting your notes, this is what really impacted us, I think, overall. I think so, too. And just getting a better idea of our palates and, and now having it more education on why we like certain things over others was huge for us. We got to try acid. We got to try... More, more sweet, more dextrose, mm -hmm. more sugar. We got to try a whole different things that, to create an understanding the balance as we're trying. And this is ciders, but this could also uh, uh, this could also apply to wine. Oh yeah, I, I think anything. And even in some cases, beer. I'm not sure how this is going to translate as much to bourbon or whiskey, but I think one of the things that already trains us to do is mentally look to try to go through a an index. To say, do I taste this? Do I taste this? Do I smell this? I just think for me, because I like a lot of sweet stuff, it it just verifies that a lot more. <laughs> I stay away from the bitter and just stick with the sweet. And we'll just keep drinking this, no, this party is, bit. This is so good. All right. The last class of the night, you did social media advertising. Mm -hmm. What were your what were some of your takeaways from social media advertising? Again, there are classes here that won the gambit for all the attendees so that they can go back to their cideries and really start to hone in also on their business, hone in on what they're producing. So what were some of your takes on the class? Um, so it was more on advertising, like Facebook and Instagram advertising. And, you know, it's something we don't do a lot of. Um, so it was... But we're talking about doing more because yeah. we now have swag. We now have swag and, and, and using swag um, with the advertising, advertising does really well. Um, Fermented Adventure has merch. Yeah. But it was, just, it was just interesting getting more information, which I really didn't know about, on some of, you know, just the little specifics on setting up ads and, you know, what to click and what not to click and just all of that. But it was, it was very educational. I took the class on barrel programs, a wine perspective for cider. The instructor was amazingly detailed and very knowledgeable, especially as barrels really apply to the cider world. What was fun for me was after the class, 
talking to some of the cider producers about how they treat their barrels, what they learned from the class, and moving forward. This ties in again with Pat of Northeast Barrel Company because I think they're more educated now. And if they're not using barrels, they may now look to get other barrels, understanding flavor the way they're supposed to treat their barrels when they come mm-hmm. in. So there was a lot. There was a lot to be given there. If I were to ask you, you know, some of the other takeaways from the convention, any other thoughts? Anything else come to mind? Yeah, so seeing a lot of our friends from different cideries, Jeff and Terry of Liquid Alchemy. Yeah, I mean, I think we, Jeff and Terry was so much fun to actually spend time with. Yes. Where we always see them running around, sharing their cider, sharing their mead, running their business. But we never get to hang out with them. And this was fun for us. We got to hang out with some people socially, which we have interviewed on the podcast or just have, have had their ciders when we went to their cidery. Yes. Brian and Olga of Dressler Estates. Yes. Yep, we got to see to them. see them again. Ben. Ben Wink of Plowman Cider. We kept seeing him everywhere with his crew. Yes. We never... We didn't get to really hang out with him, but we at least... We he was always him. going somewhere yep, or doing something. Yeah, he was a busy something. guy. Yeah, I mean, if, if... One of the things I can say is he really took advantage of, you know, all the events and doing everything. We got to meet some new people, too. We got to meet... We were at Beach Bean Meadery. And we got to spend some time with Curtis at Beach B. Yep. And they're going to be hopefully a guest on the podcast soon. He was a lot of fun. Yeah, he was. And we met Tyson. And Tyson, I think Tyson's like a um, uh, an internet superstar. Um, he's he's a mead influencer. He was a lot of fun. He dressed up in a bee costume for yeah. – I mean, you couldn't miss him. In the world of cider, he showed up in a bee costume <laughs> – at the uh, bottle share. So that was so much fun. Interesting fun. character. Like I said, you know, for me, it was meeting so many people that we had never met before. And the enthusiasm on how they presented their cider and how they talked about their business and introduced us to the cider they were making. It just was so much fun. Yeah, we, we did get to meet a lot of people, and, and hopefully we will have them on our podcast and get to see them develop on their journey. That Develop on their journey? Yeah. I love it. I, I would have said blossom. <laughs> <laughs> so what do we have coming up? What's some of the things we have to highlight coming up for Fermented Adventure? Well, we will be in Kentucky in a couple weeks. So we'll be traveling our second time in Kentucky. Guess what, Kentucky? We're coming back to see you. It's my birthday again. I can't wait to sit down with the Bard Distillery. That's my birthday present, um, sitting down and having them on the podcast. I can't wait. I know you can't wait. Um, We have a lot of distilleries to go visit. (laughs) It's going to be a crazy week. Coming up. This week, we're having an interview. It's almost like we're taking two podcasts. We're meeting and sitting down with the Munchie Machine. Mm -hmm. They have a food truck, and we're going to sit down with them. We're going to talk about their story. We're going to try some beer. We're going to share their food. It's going to be very interesting. We're really, with Fermented Adventure this year, I mean, Fermented Adventure is just our travel. we, we, We like cideries, meateries, wineries, distilleries, breweries. But we also, it's the food we eat. It's the people we meet. It's the experiences we have. And that's, I think for 2022, that's where we're also going to share our story with that. Yeah, I can't wait. Pairing food and all our fermented adventures together. 
Well, we also spent some time, and it'll be on the podcast. I think we're going to release a special episode. One of the things we're introducing for 2022 is a segment that is still in the works, but I think we're going to call it Out and About with Fermented Adventure. We went to uh, Bowman Distillery in Virginia, and from there, we did tasting notes throughout the sampling, throughout the tasting there. We're going to talk about our experience at the distillery, and I think we're going to do that more when we're out and about, even locally or as we travel, talk about and introduce our experience while we're there. Yep, sounds good. Anything else we want to talk about on the podcast? I mean, this is our date night. We did some chicken. We did some. I did that that those sweet potatoes with yes, the little they were delicious with the little uh, seasoning on top and broccoli, garlic broccoli. We're trying to do the healthy thing, right? Always. We're kind of detoxing. After. Yeah, yeah. After all the things we eat. And by the way, Mama Jay's in Richmond, Virginia, soul food. The fried chicken, God. you had the ribs. And the yams. Ugh, oh, these candy yams screamed of cardamom flavor. Yes. Now, just so you know, we the, the collard greens, I love the collard greens. We took home the rum cake. We took home... And there's a little bit of chocolate cake. I keep seeing there's a big indent in there. <laughs> <laughs> we had some chocolate cake. Mama Jay's, again, Richmond, Virginia, you are so blessed to have these people in your town making... Beautiful, wonderful food. Great service there. We enjoyed it. Thanks to Richmond, Virginia for your wonderful hospitality. We went a bunch of other places too. Thank you. We went to Busky Cider. Wow. Their barrel program, incredible. We went to, was it Blackheath Metering? Fantastic. I can name all the places. I can name all the places. Check out our blog on fermentedadventure.com so you'll see a full compliment or a full discussion of everything we did coming soon coming soon all right i think that's it i think so too cheers cheers i love this cider me too brewskits beer grain dog bones brewskits your dog will go wild brewskits Beer, grain, dog bones, a healthy alternative for your pup. Brewskits are all natural and made in the USA. Visit brewskit.com. That's B-R-E-W-S-C-U-I-T dot com. <laughs>